This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin One expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin One is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code RNRTAKE30. That's R&R TAKE30 at TaskinSF.com. Next up on an all-new Rick and Rick. F9 goes full throttle as Black Widow aims to bite into its box office. Facebook's ubiquitous ad machine invades Oculus virtual reality games. Driving disrupted makes you crash your Lexus NX 4.6 to drive home a point. Man, don't text and drive, kids. Plus, Boston Dynamics' new robot dog pees beer on command and a whole lot more. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show where everybody loves a swift rick to the head. And everybody rules the world. Hey, welcome one and all to an all-new episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World, a show that's chock full of news and views on the worlds of marketing, media, tech, and pop culture. I'm Rick Matheson, and I am joined, as always, by my good pal, Morty. I mean, Rick. <laughs> How you doing, Rick? I'm good. I'm good. So does that mean you're the... Uh alcoholic grandfather that's constantly drinking seems about right i really have never actually seen that show before so i that's really awesome. have no idea so i take it the scientist guy is rick and the young guy is morty that's correct and in fact you know i this is it wouldn't have been a show that i would have ever watched i'm glad i did i actually think it's uh, it's pretty well written and they uh they they take their time to to kind of develop the stories in fact it, it doesn't come out at the regular cadence you'd expect it to because they, they literally do take their time uh, but anyways, but my kids were really into it when they're a little bit younger, and so they they pulled me into it. But yeah, so it's basically you've got this scientist grandfather who's I don't know if he's an alcoholic, but he's always drinking or eating something that he's tripping on, and he grabs his grandson and they go off on these on these crazy adventures, and that's what the whole show is about. Gotcha. I have to tell you, so talk about meanwhile, one year later, I went to the supermarket without a mask on the other day, and it was a surreal experience. <laughs> and I think I was the only person not wearing a mask. So I think there's definitely still uh, anxiety out there. And frankly, I probably should still be wearing a mask. It was liberating, but, but kind of surreal. Yeah. And to top that off, I went to the gym without a mask Ooh, on. Oh, now I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would tell you, I, I went to the grocery store the other day, and uh, so here in Santa Clara County, uh, we pretty much opened back up, but the majority of the stores, uh, the, the stores can choose their own path, right? They can choose to require a mask or not, but the vast majority of them say, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you if you are aren't vaccinated, please wear a mask. And and I, I think that's an interesting, cool compromise. It's, it's offering trust. It's probably trust that, you know, maybe, maybe is is not well placed, but you know, it, it's still there. So I, uh, the last couple of times where I got into the grocery store, it's like, you know, I'm not sure if I should or not. And so I just wore the mask. I went to a, a restaurant, uh, like a breakfast place, you know, nothing special. Uh, maybe, uh, last weekend just, or I, whenever it was right after it opened up. So maybe that wasn't over the weekend. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't have my, my mask on, but all the wait staff still did. Uh, and, and I went back to the same place this morning and uh, nobody had masks, including the wait staff. And that was the first real surreal experience that I've had where all of a sudden nobody's got the mask on. Uh, and, but, you know, it, it's good at the same time. It, start, it starts to feel like 
life's kind of getting back to normal yeah, a little bit. Yeah, here's hoping. All right. Well, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Rick and Rick Rule the World. Uh, so every episode, we kick off with some kind of pop culture geekiness that has hit the Rick and Rick radar this past week or two, followed by the good, the bad, and the marketing. And we finish it all off with a round of Rick and Rick loaded questions to test your knowledge of news and trends in the aforementioned worlds of marketing, media, tech, and pop culture. And first up, it's Rick and Rick radar love. Star Starting with a return to the Cineplex. So Marvel's Black Widow is expected to bite into somewhere between $65 million and $90 million in ticket sales at the now slowly reopening box office when it hits theaters on July 9th. Now, according to Screen Rant, Rick, early box office projections have the latest Scarlett Johansson adventure beating out F9 the ninth installment of the ever-popular Fast and Furious franchise, which is expected to come somewhere between 50 million and 70 million. Have you been back to the movies, and are you looking forward to seeing either of these two movies? Yeah, so I am absolutely looking forward to getting back to the movies. I, you know, we've talked about this. In fact, one of the, the, you know, I do this, uh, this Cloudflare TV show, and one of the questions I'd like to ask folks is, what is what is the movie you're the most excited about when you go back, when we can actually go back to the theaters? And a few people have brought up Black Widow. It's actually uh, it's actually in the in the list. Um, but I am I'm I'm actually interested in seeing both of these, and I wouldn't mind seeing them in the theater. Um, you know, it, it's you know we had that thing happen just before COVID, where the theaters were starting to shift already from more of the traditional theaters we grew up to, with to more of a you know uh dine and drink at your seat kind of theater right they're becoming a little more um you know like first class experience and so it's going to be really interesting now to go back after covid and see how that intersection happens where maybe there is a little more room and maybe we do get better service and maybe the tickets are more expensive but it becomes more of a, a treat to do as opposed to something you do every friday and saturday night so, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited about it. I'm open to seeing either one in the movie theater. I don't have any plans to at this point, though. How about, how about you? What, where do you stand with all that? First, you know, it's funny. I was going through some old stuff and somehow, some way, came across a ticket stub for the last movie that I saw in the theater in March of 2020 before the world shut down. Oh, cool. Do, can you remember what that movie would have been? In fact, we may have seen it together. I can't remember. No, I, I don't. We definitely reviewed it. I don't. The Birds of Prey was the last movie that I saw in theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, so that's crazy. Cool. I, yeah, I'd like to see both of these movies. It will be interesting to go back to the theater. I, I'm not sure if Black Widow's box office includes Disney+, Plus because I believe it's opening both in theaters and on Disney+, Plus, and I, I want to say it's a special price. It's not like all subscribers get it, but I, I, I could be wrong. I'd like to see both of them. I've heard good things about Black Widow. I haven't seen any reviews or any buzz around F9 yet, but it looked like so much fun that uh, you know it'd be impossible to uh, to turn down. It is a premier access uh, movie, so it costs twenty nine ninety nine to watch at home. Okay, so I'm wondering if they're factoring that into her total, you know, the total box office for Black Widow. I would think that they would. I would imagine that they do. Now, my understanding is if she does reach that ninety million dollar mark, the Black Widow it stands a chance anyway of being the number one movie of summer 2021. I don't think there's anything else out there between these two movies that is expected to top them. So it'll be interesting to see if that is indeed the case. Ninety million, I think, would have been a good weekend before, not a great one, yeah. but right now, hell. It's actually amazing. 
Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, even the fact that we could be, you know, having that debate over, say, Furious 9, you know, Fast and Furious 9, uh, considering it's the ninth movie installment yeah. in the action series, the fact that it's, it's you know, expected to do that well is, is absolutely amazing. Whoever tops the box office this summer, Boston Dynamics has a dog that's uh, probably ready to drink to that or get you a drink that i think this was from the verge a new robotic dog built by boston dynamics will pee beer into a glass for you on command not making this up folks but k and k9 now stands for kegger i don't know if folks are familiar with these boston dynamics robots but they're truly terrifying they are right out of you know the terminator movies they can do anything and you know run upstairs and most of them appear to be built for you know battle and things like that but this particular one and it says this guy just happened to yeah. get a hold of one. I don't know how that happens, but he took it home for the weekend and taught it how to pee beer into a glass, <laughs> or at least attempt to. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody, a YouTuber, uh, I forget what his name was, uh, got a hold of one of these and uh, basically attached a Raspberry Pi camera system with a, a you know, a, a unit to aim the beer at the uh, uh, at the cup. And, uh, you know, he strapped a keg and, you know, basically a CO2 can to the top of it as a walk around trying to pee into solo cups. I, it's absolutely hilarious. You know, this was one of those not safe for work kind of moments. Uh, the guy's got a total potty mouth and, you know, he's being overly dramatic the whole time. And it's it's just a lot of fun to watch now. But to your point, you can tell this thing is not well integrated because uh, if, you've, if you've seen any of the videos of these Boston Dynamic robots, they kind of are constantly moving to maintain their balance, uh, which becomes quite the issue if you're trying to guide it to pee in a solo cup. So, <laughs> that's spoiler alert. Uh, real, yeah, real humans can barely do that, <laughs> let alone robotic dogs. Yeah, and by the way, they cost $75,000. So it's not like these robots are, are super cheap. So uh, somebody has some fun with it. And, and it just, it's just, you know, basically a, a fairly sophisticated drone. You know, it's a walking drone instead of a flying drone. And, and so, uh, you know, you can buy these and they're expensive, but, um, yeah, I, I would, I honestly, I'd love to have one just to, just to see all the people in town run away as it walks down the yes. street. <laughs> yeah. If you need the soccer field for something or you want the beach cleared, just buy one of these things, have it walk out there. I'm thinking most people would scramble. Nothing good comes from a Boston Dynamics robot showing up. Oh, totally. We've reached that place, Rick, where we're going to be used to robots walking around or peeing in cups. <laughs> Crazy. We've got to take a quick break here. When we come back, it's time for the good, the bad, the marketing. So don't go anywhere. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. And welcome back to Rick and Rick Rule the World, Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten. Before we start our next segment, just a reminder that you can find Rick and Rick Rule the World on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, and a whole bunch more. Do us a favor and give us a five-star review on Amazon. It helps others find the show. And between now and our next episode, Rick and Rick will donate $10 for every new five-star review the show gets before our next episode, up to $50 to Feeding America. It's a nonprofit that helps food insecure families in the United States. So you can do us a solid and help neighbors in need in like three seconds when you give Rick and Rick Rule the World a five-star review on 
iTunes. Now, the good, the bad, and the marketing, starting with a new test from Facebook to bring its insanely targeted advertising capabilities into Oculus virtual reality games. The ads are kind of like Yuma's posters or billboards within games, and at least for now, they feature other games as a way to help game developers make money from their creations. Now, Rick, you play Oculus games. What do you think about this? Do you think you would stop and look at an ad and click through? You know, I'm uh, I'm conflicted on this. So on one hand, uh, if you're going to give me a free-to-play game and there's an ad in there, I expect it. If I've just paid $20, $30, $50 for a game, uh, I'm not liking the idea that I have to be distracted with advertising. You know, sponsorship maybe, but advertising seems a little bit off to me. So I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it, to be honest with you, from that perspective. Uh, also, if I'm in the mode of a game, particularly on something like an Oculus where it's super immersive, the last thing I want to do is click out and try and go transact or to fill out a lead form or whatever. Like I, that's not that's not something I really want to do. I don't think that's the right metaphor for it. Uh, now I could be wrong, and and we'll see. Like maybe maybe you know selling hardware stuff like headsets and you know, whatever might work. Uh, but uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's a good user experience to me. Yeah, that was my reaction. First reaction as well. I, I couldn't imagine stopping a game, you know, oh, wait, 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 everybody stop. <laughs> Don't shoot at me. I want to go over here and look at this you know, poster or something and uh, click through to it. Uh, you know, I could see this kind of thing happening in casual games that are more like social media experiences in virtual worlds. I could see that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and, and if this is a, a matter of, you know, reach and frequency and brand impressions, that's probably one thing. Uh, trying to, you know, if it's interrupt marketing, I just don't feel like it's going to be the right experience. Yeah, I can see the use case for a Pepsi ad or, you know, other things that are just that brand exposure yeah. for a great audience or a hard to reach audience. Interesting to yeah. see what folks do. It. What else? You got to see, folks. I, I love this, uh, Rick, this uh, Nexus NX 4.6. Yeah, you know, so this uh, this was kind of a neat thing. Um, they uh uh, Lexus came up with this thing, this idea that they want to make a point about people and losing their attention, focusing on the road to look at their smartphone. And they've measured this and they, they you know, recorded videos and things like that. And they came up with the number. They said that on, on average, when somebody looks away to check something on their smartphone, uh, their attention is off the road for 4.6 seconds. And so what they did is they invited people to come out and test drive their uh, new hybrid uh, NX SUV. Um, I, I think they've had it around for a while, but there's like a new model of it or a new, a new variant of it. Uh, it, which, which, by the way, just as an aside, you know, they, they talk about, you know, this, when you're driving a car with a powerful engine, it's like, right. are you talking about the NX? Like, doesn't right. it have like a, like a super eco, like, you right. know, four cylinder right. engine that has no power? What are you talking about? But anyways, that's an aside, um, you know, and, and so they, they get these people to come out and what they've done, and this is terrifying. What they've done is they've uh, affixed, uh, you've ever been in a, in a place where they have those windows that are clear and they push a button they go white yeah. and and it's so that you know you don't have to roll down screens or whatever they just have a liquid crystal uh, somehow inside of it that that you know makes them opaque so basically they installed those in all the windows of the car and so you're driving along in this closed course and you're you're driving through these foam barriers uh you know like soft foam so nothing dangerous um and then just at a random moment boom, they hit the button, all your windows go white for 4.6 seconds. 
and uh for some people it's absolutely terrifying they're like oh my god and of course you know over and over and over again you see them crashing into the foam objects you know some are you know shaped like walls some are shaped like people and things like that just really trying to drive home the point of it may seem like no big deal to check your phone really quick but a lot happens in that 4.6 seconds and, and that's kind of the the basis of the question. Yeah, i really love this so next up will nostalgia be the biggest marketing trend of 2021 that's the question that ad company latana asks in a recent blog post citing a recent study from mrc data exploring the effects of covid 19 on entertainment choices that found more than half of consumers are finding comfort in old movies, old TV shows, and old songs from their youth during the lockdown. They quote a psychology professor at Lemoyne College in Syracuse, New York, who says generally people find comfort in nostalgia during times of loss, anxiety, isolation, or uncertainty. And I'd say, well, that and ice cream and maybe a family-sized bag of Doritos, but I digress. This was interesting. I don't know. Do you think nostalgia is going to be the biggest marketing trend of 2021? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it is. And and they 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 cited a number of examples. There was a the Coca-Cola one with the double take. You know, them basically, you know, running some uh, uh some old uh basketball tournament you know march madness stuff and they dropped their yes. ads in there and then you know my favorite one of course was the pizza hut nostalgia or new stalia uh where they're giving away a you know a desktop uh arcade cabinet kind of thing um but you know i i i think these are good examples and i've seen many many more i mean this year we saw the, the friends reunite right there was a special on that uh we've seen a number of tv shows that have gone off the air a long time ago come back with specials um so i i do i do think that that's been a big trend and i i i get it i get the i get the idea where there's so much you know ambiguity and uncertainty and everything with what's been going on that having something that you know you know and you trust and you've seen and you know, like you you haven't you can anticipate the end result of i i can see people being very comforted by that and if nothing else we definitely all need to you know relax and and you know like not be stressed out all the time so i could see a lot of companies go this way yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see how it plays out to be fair this post was written in april and seeing it now as the world at least kind of tentatively reopens at least until the next big lockdown i'm actually a little less certain of that i think that it could be that or it could be that it's you know instead of reliving the past i think that a marketing trend that could and maybe hopefully will take over is is more along the lines of checking off the bucket list of things that you put off now that you can do it again. Either one could go that way. Uh, certainly the psychology behind this is spot on. And I think we've talked about it throughout the pandemic that, you know, that these types of, you know, people look for um, levity and, and, you know, nostalgia oriented content during times of, of stress. And so it very well could be the trend, but I'm hoping Fingers crossed that uh, that uh, maybe a, a little bit more forward-looking trend will, will take hold here in this summer. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. 